Alright, welcome back to the City of Palms podcast, episode 8. We're here with the homie Sling. <laughs> and then we got Brian over here. Alright, so so where are you from, dude? Uh, originally, I'm from Massachusetts. I moved down here when I was about seven and a half. I moved to Cape Coral. Um, I grew up Cape Coral, from Ironsville, from Irons, the whole area, really. I moved around a lot, so. But Southwest Florida is my home. Okay, where are you? Sling's a local artist here. Me and Danny have seen him just through social media and stuff, killing it and listening to his music and whatever. And he, he's uh, just an interesting face in the community. So we wanted to hit him up and see what he's all about, what he's got going on. So um, how you doing, dude? What have you been I'm up to? good, man. I got a puppy in here. Yeah, first time homeboy's <laughs> in the studio with us. <laughs> he's chilling. Um, we're working on stuff all the time, no matter what. We're always working on stuff. For so sure. That's really what I'm doing. That's the, the grind. All right. Heard that. All right. Um. So, you said you're from Massachusetts. Yeah. And what'd you say? And would you say you moved down here? Uh, I was probably about seven and a half, so it was about the early two thousands, two thousand two or three or something like that. So you went to school down here? Yeah, I went to middle school. Uh, I went to half elementary school here, middle school, high school, everywhere. Through that, I didn't go to college. Siblings? Um. I have four siblings. I have an older sister. She's like two months older than me because my dad. Be slinging pipe, and um, <laughs> I have a little sister with on his side too, and a little brother, and then my mom has uh, my little sister as well. I only lived in the household really with my younger sister on my mom's side, but yeah, we're we're semi close. I wouldn't say we're the closest because we are all are scattered and shit, but we talk all the time. Heard that. <clears throat> what well, high school did you go to? I went to North Fort Myers High School. Okay, how that? Yeah, I lived right down the street, so. What year did you graduate? 2012? Yeah, 2012. So you're 25? Mm-hmm. 25. Freshly. Through that? Just turned. Okay, yeah. Word. Hey, that's sick, dude. Um, did you play any sports in high school? Played football. Um, I did basketball my freshman year. I played soccer my trash. sophomore year. I was <laughs> trash at basketball. I was <laughs> Um, I ran track, I did a uh, high jump, long jump, but football was my was my number one shit. Hell yeah, what position? I played wide receiver and linebacker. I was going to say that, dude, yeah. wide receiver, I can yeah. see that. I was slow as shit, but I was number one in the district. Nice. He still hated <laughs> Had them hands? Yeah, super hands. You played too? Lockdown. He played yeah. for Mariner. My manager, Andrew, played for Mariner, mm-hmm. and he still can't admit that they fucking lost. No, first game in the season. Shred something. <laughs> we beat him by one point. It wasn't nothing crazy, but also... <laughs> This is on paper. Um, so, were you into music back then, too? Yeah, I recorded my first song. Uh, I moved here February. I recorded my first song the first summer I was here. So, I was, like, just freshly eight. Like, I moved here. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. I moved here in February 2002, and then I turned eight in April 2002, and then, like, sometime during the summer, I recorded my first song. What? Yeah, my homeboy, Pelly... He's a rapper too. He's he actually just changed my oil in my car and shit. He um, his older brother was a rapper. He was like uh, late teens, early twenties, and he made a song with him, and I was like jealous as fuck because I didn't know until I was like seven or eight that you could be a rapper if you wanted to. I thought you had to be born a rapper because <laughs> you know like little kid shit. You don't yeah. really think shit through. So I was like, 
mom, I want to be a rapper so bad, I just can't. She's like, why? And I was like, I just can't. I never understood that. If I just wanted to rap, all I had to do was like talk into a fucking microphone and shit. But um, yeah, I recorded a song with my friend Pelly, and it was fucking horrible, but it started something. So and ever since then, I've been recording nonstop for fucking however many years it's been now. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. You got anything? You want Damn. To uh, well, how how'd you go about that as an eight year old? How did you like like I know it's probably a real basic music writing process, but how did you how'd you go about recording a song? Um, I wrote some shit down in one of my school notebooks, and then I went home, or I went to his house. We were in the garage, and I go to start recording. And I was like, I have swear words written down, like in the book. Can I say them? And he's like, Yeah, yeah my parents aren't gonna hear, it, bro. So, I mean, realistically, I, I didn't have a beat or anything when I wrote it. So, when we got there, his brother made a beat on my garage band, like some boring-ass beat, but it worked. And I don't know. you could. It was so odd because when it came out, you could hear me, like, kind of holding back on the swear words because I didn't want to get yeah. my friend in trouble and shit. <laughs> but, like, it was a simple process. I think I did it in, like, two takes or something. So, you just in his yeah. bedroom? No, we were in the garage. Yeah. It was oh, hot as wow. fuck. I'll never forget that. I was a fat kid. Like, I was a little fat kid. So I was, like, sweating my ass off. But Was, was there like, anyone? Because I remember uh, maybe around that same time, I remember whenever 8 Mile came out, I, everyone was, like, wanting to write oh, yeah. music. And I remember me, like, being in my room, like, I bet I could write rhymes. Yeah. Was there anyone you listened to at that time that you were, like, I'm going to be like Eminem, Eminem was one of my biggest influences for forever. I still love him. I just feel like he's trying too hard right now. But he... uh. That was part of it, too. Um, but I was writing prior to that because, like, uh, Biggie Smalls was one of my favorites ever. And DMX and yeah. Old Dirty Bastard. Those are, like, three people that super influenced me when I was young. Because my mom would listen to them. She would listen to them and share. So it was like, I liked the other shit way better. And my, my stepfather listened to Wu-Tang. And my dad listened to fucking everything on the planet. So primarily growing up, it was all hip-hop. Like, everybody in my family liked hip-hop, so yeah. that's just what I listened to, so that's what I got into. And it was it was easier for me, as I realized, because I started writing so young, it was easier for me than a lot of other people my age to write or freestyle and do shit like that, because I've been doing it for 10 years by the time we were yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. I knew all the words, so fucking juicy, but I'm small. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> three or four. Like, I knew all no the words. I was standing next to the boombox, and like... To it. My mom used to bug out, but Hell yeah, man. <laughs> that's so sick. So then, throughout from eight onward, like you know, your whole childhood, you were were you always just kind of like jotting stuff down, always like thinking yeah. of new stuff. I was recording the whole time too. Wow, like, writing recording. with the same dude. Um, no, we we did a few over there, and then we kind of got some uh, some of our old stuff, and then our own stuff. Um, by the time I got to high school, my freshman year, I met my producer. I already knew him from middle school. He was like way cooler to me. So, like, we did not talk because he and it wasn't like he was trying to be cool. That nigga was just way cooler to me. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, whatever. And he switched to a different school. And then my freshman year in high school around basketball season, Malavashi came to my school and we just instantly hit it off, like about to play uh, on the basketball team and shit. Our moms would take turns bringing us home. And he was like, yeah, you know, I make beats and shit. So we started getting into it, getting into it and just making shit nonstop. And, I mean, he's still my producer to this day. Like, there's no other producer I would rather work with than him. Like, I don't care who the fuck they are in the industry. He makes the best beats. Who is that? So, Marlo Bachi. That's uh, like, he produced for um, me, and I don't know if you guys see One Way TV. He's been getting posted around a lot. People are starting to fuck with him. Uh, Traveling to Japan, he's another one. They're both close friends, too. 
Um, and he's produced for other people, people in the industry, shit like that. Like, he's produced for a lot of fucking people. But, like, right now, behind the scenes, like, in Southwest Florida, like, he's the fucking wave. And all the other producers know that shit, too. And they just Damn. don't really talk about it, but they know that shit. Everybody knows that he's the fucking... He's the secret, what do they call the secret society pushing everything forward. What? Yeah, it's tight. It's always cool to hear about, it's always cool to hear about, um, producers, because especially, like, if you're just a music, like, a pretty, like, typical music fan, you, you look at, like, yeah. the rappers, people who are performing on stage and stuff, but you don't really think about, like, that has yeah. so much to do the most with important it. part. For real. Without like, the producer, there's nothing. Like, yeah. I don't know, nobody's gonna listen to a whole fucking mixtape of acapellas. Like, nobody's doing it. Yeah. Because, like, the beat, you can listen to just the beat and vibe. Like, it's so much harder to listen to just vocals and pop. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. They, beats are, are everything. Like, back in the day, music was only beat. There wasn't vocals. Like, some of the best jazz songs ever in history have no fucking vocals on them. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, two words. So, I don't know. It's just, I feel like we've strayed away from kind of, like, focusing as much on the production. But that's the most important part. Like, he's my producer, my mix and master engineer. Like, he's everything. He records yeah. and he does everything. He's just, like... Got his own studio in Cape Coral and shit. Digital threat. I'm plugging it. I don't care. Do it. Hit him up. Yeah, well, I, I want everyone to mention that stuff because yeah. a lot of times the, those people get slept on and those mm-hmm. people work hard. Dude. Yeah. My manager, Andrew, is the biggest shoe reseller in Southwest Florida. Maybe in Florida. <laughs> you got custom yeah. pants on right now. That's sick. So, when did, when were you like, so you said you've been doing it for a long time, but when when were you like, all right, this is it, like this is what I'm gonna I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna try to focus on. Um, I always it's funny because I always thought I was like I always thought I was going as hard as I could. Um, there was a point in high school where me, Mar and Pelly were all like on radar of shit, like independent labels, a bunch of shit, and Pelly was supposed to do a song with like Jake Miller, who was like super popping back then. And it just, a whole bunch of shit happened. Shit didn't play out. And we all kind of took our own breaks, except for Mar. Like, he's the only one that didn't take a break. Like, that's why he's fucking leagues ahead of everyone right now. But he, um, I want to say sometime last year, I really, like, took a step back and kind of looked at the effort and all the work I was putting in and was like, I could go fucking 18 million times harder than this. Like, so I talked to my, my best friend, uh, CL Visions, I asked him to start shooting videos for me. Like, we had had a conversation about it. I was like, let's start shooting videos every week. Like, fuck it. And just putting them on the internet. So I did 15 videos in 15 weeks with 15 different songs. And, like, just fucking every single week just kept going at it, going at it. And that helped build um, the fan base I have here, fan base I have in other cities. um, And a lot it gave me a lot of exposure. Like, I went from just being like a normal, regular, everyday Instagram user to, like, people, hundreds of, like, messages a day, like, yo, you fucking took this shit, yo, come here and do a show here, come here. So, like, that's when I really realized, like, yo, I ain't been doing shit all these years. I've been thinking I've been going hard. I ain't been doing a fucking thing. And I, I realized how much, how easy it is. People always make up a million excuses. Like, I work fucking in between 8 and 12 hours a day. I have a daughter. She's 6. And then I still got to work on music. So it's like, if I can make time for the shit, then anybody else can make time for it because there's 15, 16, 18 hours a day that I'm not working on music and I still get more music out than mostly everybody else around here. So, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what's up, dude. That's grinding. 
I didn't, and I didn't know that you had a daughter. So congrats. That's yeah, awesome. bro. Thank you. Yeah, man. That's she's beautiful. Yeah, How old is she? Six. Yeah, I had her when I was a little young. Man, <laughs> it's worth it, man. I'm gonna be forty. She's gonna be something like in her twenties. It's gonna be tight because we yeah. can go do shit that we both like. So yeah, that's sick. That's like our older brother. He's he's uh. That's my brother. Yeah, yeah, we're brothers. I'm the youngest. He's uh, he's the the middle, middle. and then yeah, (laughs) and then our oldest brother's your age. He's twenty. He's twenty five now, right? Twenty five. Yeah, and then he's got a six year. old He's got a six year old and a. Where did he go to school? Yeah, um, Astero. Okay, their football team sucked. Yeah, yeah. They did beat us our senior year, though. I can't even count. I don't know how, but they fucking did. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's probably like still trash too. I feel like Astero could never get a good football team. Nobody knows the fucking runner. That's true. Anything wrong? Hey, um, so let me ask you: uh, Are you bumping the music for your daughter? Like, like your parents did for you? Yeah, um, I she try to keep it? it as clean as possible. Yeah, but like, she really likes Juice World. Like, that's like her her native. Like, that's she knows <laughs> she knows all the words to uh, Lucid Dreams. Like, that's her shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could literally just look at her and be like, I still. And she's like, see your shadows in my. Like, she'll start singing. <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's cool. You're loving that. That's, that's cool, cool man. I love that shit. Yo, and so you got Dragon Ball Z tattoos and stuff. Yeah. You, you you mess with that real hard. Yeah, I love all anime. Did you that's see? Nobody's ever asked me about anime on no type interview, nothing. That's my shit. That's my. You see around the, the studio, bro. I nerd the fuck out, and some of my friends be giving me shit for it, but I don't give a fuck. That's my shit, bro. Hell yeah, man. Shit. Um, so have you seen the new Broly movie? Mm-mm. I still haven't seen it. Yo, I still haven't seen it. I have. What about like, Dragon Ball Super? Yeah, 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 I watched the whole shit. Like I was a, uh, I was current. Um. I took. I didn't start watching it until it was maybe in like the forties or fifties, and then I was current. And then I had to take like a six week break for the rest of them to come out, just uh-huh. like binge and shits. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was good. There was a lot of plot holes, but yeah, for sure. Dragon Ball in general yeah. was, especially with like like in the Broly movie too. They're like rewriting stuff to make it canon. Like I get Akira Toriyama's back in it and stuff yeah. like that. So there's gonna be a yeah. lot. Of, I, I still haven't seen it. I have to see it. I'm just really for the right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Did you have something to ask, Danny? Yeah, about anime. Mm-hmm. Have you seen uh, My Hero Academia? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was supposed to get a, this spot, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get it on my calf now, but I'm supposed to get Deku, like, uh, going like full cow, tatted on my calf, and then the other one I was going to get Bakugo on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, that's my shit. I love that show. Hey, have you I heard of, watch it. Uh, you said you have an artist that does your stuff, but have you heard of um, local dude Crush Captain? Yeah, 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 I have uh, the head tattoo artist at the tattoo shop that I go to at Zen Inc. Um, Ito actually knows him. I think they used to work together or something, but yeah, he's nasty. He's nasty as fuck at, at, at all anime-based yeah. shit. Like, he's fucking disgusting at that shit. For it's sure. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been wanting to get in with him because he does It's hard record. to book him right now. <laughs> Um, you got anything about anime? Or? We can keep rolling. Nah. Uh, I, can go, I can go for anime. <laughs> That's more shit. <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, I want a Dragon Ball Z tattoo, dude. Like, yeah, how, how much did that Vegeta thing cost? If you don't mind uh, asking. Homie prices. So, yeah. I couldn't tell you how much it actually costed, but I, with all the color shit, I'd say he'd do something like. In between four and five hundred, probably with all the color. This is gonna be like yeah. Super Saiyan uh, Blue, the special shit he got with Sparkle. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been that's what it's gonna be. So nice. there's a lot of detail in it. I just haven't been back. Like I go there every fucking day, but I don't 
like have him finish it ever because he's really busy and shit. But he's 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 ill at uh, Dragon Ball tattoos. He's nasty at him. He's been doing them a lot more recently. Yeah, came up. Yeah, I'll yeah, give you all his Instagrams. Uh, For sure. Zenic official Dustin. Like I'll I'll show y'all before I leave it. Okay, sorry. Right. He's he's nasty at Dragon Ball right now. He's killing it. For sure. Yeah, we gotta get on that. Um, and then you said you said you work. Where do you work? Um, I am an independent distributor. I like deliver products to stores and shit like that. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's super simple. It's a decent job. I, I like it. It's somewhat flexible. Um, not really, but it's somewhat flexible so I can still do this and do that. Like I don't have a set time I have to come in every day, but there's oh, not a set time that I leave every day either. So yeah. like, one day I might get off at 11 a.m. and the next day I might get off at like three. So it just you depends, a list of yeah, shit you depends on do. how fast I work. Realistically, yeah. it's, it ends up being all me at the end of the day. That's cool though. That's yeah, like, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I don't hate it. So true that. Um, what should, what do you think in your eyes would be like your greatest achievement musically? Like so some, something, far, you, yeah, or something that so like, far that you just look back on and you're like, hell yeah, I'm glad, glad that happened. I don't even fucking know. So far, I don't know. Task Force, I like that song. Let's say Task Force. That song goes hard. Yeah, I bought that shit. Like say no matter what I'm doing. Like I freestyled that whole song. Wow. And um, I don't know. It just came out perfect. Like it's it's a great performance song. That song just a freestyle. You didn't yeah, write it. No, I didn't write any. That's of insane. That. Wow. Half of the, the tape that I dropped, the tape that I recently dropped, there's yeah. um, the EP. Yeah, there's the second verse on Dresser and the verse on Tense are the only thing that's written on that whole thing. No way. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the way I operate. It, it's Right now, I'm, I'm getting back into writing a lot because I feel like I've been abusing my brain, like freestyling on everything. Um, but it's still not like most of my hooks on every song are basically freestyles because it's, it's just easier that way for me. But um. I don't always freestyle it straight through every time. Sometimes I'll freestyle in sections. Like I'll do four bars and leave and come back to it and do like whatever. And then sometimes it all comes out in one go. But um, I don't know. It's just an easier way. That's how a lot of hits are made nowadays. So just given that that first initial idea that you have when you hear that beat is always the best to use because that's how you're feeling when you hear it. So I don't know. It's cool. That's cool. That's awesome, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that project. Um just wondering like your your vision on it because i know it starts with um you've been too savage and it ends with i've been too savage and i always like whenever like it's all just artistic preference and how Mm -hmm. you do things as artists but i like whenever people do albums where it's like listen to it from front to back and like like sort of like tell the story a little bit did you have any sort of vision like that with this project or was that just happenstance so we um i was not planning on dropping a project at all like whatsoever um we had Somebody call us from Miami that got us like a six hour block at this really nice studio. Um, and they wanted us just come down there and record and help us network and meet a couple of new people and shit. And most people in a six hour block might get like one or like one or two songs done. Um, the engineer was like, okay, let's do, you know, let's get onto a song or whatever, whatever. So we started doing it and like it's been two hours and I'm like three songs deep already. So he's like, how the fuck? He's like, he's like, you got all this shit memorized, don't you? I'm like, nah, I'm reading, like, the shit that I'm reading, I'm reading on my phone, everything else, I'm kind of, 
free song. I, I was re-recording one or two of the songs I did. I re-recorded because I had already like done them at the house and freestyle. So I was like, I'm gonna re-record these shits in this fucking nice ass studio. So um, after that night, we were about to leave. We were about to go back home, and we started talking. And I looked at Mara, and I was like, Let's just drop project. Let's just use some of these songs. Like, let's use all these songs and some more that we got at the crib and let's just drop them shits. And um, he was like, fuck it. Because he's against projects. Like, uh, I understand why, but like, he, he's kind of against them. So he's like, look, man, no, we're not doing projects. And then once we put it all together, I told him, I was like, look, I got an idea for the intro and for the outro. In the beginning of it, we're going to go, basically, it's going to be me, wherever the fuck I'm at. I'm going to get sent through kind of like a, a rabbit hole. Like, that's why I say, like, Whatever, I don't even remember what the fuck I said, but um, about going down a, route, a rabbit hole, so I had somebody else say that for me. I had One Way TV on the intro, and he's on part of the hook. Um, kind of, it was just like kind of like a deep dive into my mind is like the way that I, the way that I look at that EP as a whole. It was like, because when I'm freestyling, I feel like I'm most myself. So when I'm going into the rabbit hole, you're kind of getting, like you're getting task force and shit. It's just like, that's how I feel all the time. And then you're getting dresser, which is more laid back. You get all a few different types just to kind of show my versatility. And then at the end, it's me kind of coming out of that rabbit hole and realizing that like I have to beat myself to be the best version of myself. So at the end, there's that gunshot. So realistically, it's like I'm being killed, but I'm like transforming into something else. So it had somewhat of a it has somewhat of a plot to it. But this next shit though. I can't wait. Yeah, this next shit gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, dude. That's sick. Yeah, I've been listening to all your music really, like a lot when I've been uh, skating. Mm-hmm. I like I skate for fun. I do skateboard. skateboard. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, yeah, we do that. Hell yeah, yeah, we do that. And yeah, your music's like really good to listen to when I'm yeah. skating. Thanks, yeah. One yeah. of my videos on the that I did for Savage Sunday is I'm actually skateboarding in it. Really? Yeah, right. I did like a tray flip, a double kick flip. What the fuck? So you can still skate? Hell yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I still got it a little bit. You got the ramps outside. Let's get this. When I was in middle school, I was nasty. I'm a yeah. little short, fat kid with an afro, type fucking double kick flipping, fucking eleven stairs. <laughs> we got to show you the little skate park yeah. we got in the garage. I was um, sponsored by a skate shop that was on Fort Myers Beach. It was called Two Three Nine Skate. I was only out there for a few years, but they used to give us free skateboards, free trucks, what? Water, like everything. So That's yeah, it. it was tight. My cousin got me plugged in. My, my uh, cousin, me and him grew up together. We're basically, like brothers. Like he uh. He really got me into skateboarding. Like, I was already into it, but he really got me into that shit. And he was way fucking better than me. But it was so cool, like, being part of, like, a little team like that and doing yeah. shit. Why'd you stop? Just change your passions? Yeah. I started focusing more on music. And then uh, he lived on Fort Myers Beach. So for me to, like, go skate with him where all the tight shit was, like, I didn't have a fucking car. I didn't drive. I didn't have a license or nothing. So if my mom wanted <laughs> <laughs> my mom wanted to go see her uh, the dog tried to jump on the table but if my uh, mom wanted to see her sister basically my aunt then fucking we would go out there but otherwise I basically stuck skating with my homeboys in the neighborhood who were like nowhere as good as the other kids I was skating with Yeah. so we play skate and I would just shit on them 
And it just got boring as fuck, so yeah. it kind of grew away. And the scene, like, I don't know what time, like, what, what year that was, but it seems like the skate scene has, like, really been declining in the past, like, 10 years. Drastically. And that's uh, that's something, like, we're trying to change. Mm-hmm. We want people to, like, start skating. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Super late. Let's we need more in skate- California. Yeah, yeah, we need more skate parks. Skate parks suck big over here. They, they had sure. the one in Fort Myers where the stadium is. They had that one over there. That and one was fucking on. ill. But Benito was our go-to. Volleyball, yeah. volleyball court yeah. yeah, and they're just tearing them all down. Yeah, and the one in Cape is I. Right. It's it's that's kind of trash, but yeah, they, yeah. they redid it and <laughs> made it a little better. Else. Yeah, but we got nowhere else. Yeah, yeah, but we got the driveway. Someone messaged me on Instagram. That's where everybody fucking skateboards ran the driveway. Yeah, that's, the real, dude, that's where you started. learn the tricks. Yeah, you learn the tricks in the fucking driveway. Yeah, right? and I posted our setup, and someone responded and said, "Hey, that's the only skate park in Fort Myers," and I was like, "For real? It is. <laughs> it is. All you need is like a box and a little ramp. You got yeah. skateboard though." Yeah. How do you feel about the music scene in this area, though? Because I, I hear mixed things. I hear some people say it's trash around <laughs> here, but then like from my, I've just started to, like start mm-hmm. going out to events and stuff, and it seems like there's a lot of cool people mm-hmm. and like some stuff going on. What do you think? Um, Whoever says it's trash around here is stupid. Um, <laughs> I honest, honest, if you want my honest opinion, I feel like in the next three to four years, maybe five, people are going to start really understanding how talented people are in this area. Um, I feel like we have enough artists that are different enough um, from each other and from industry standard and shit like that, that Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Naples, but for like basically all Southwest Florida has potential to be the next Miami, to be the next Atlanta, to be the next, not LA, because that's way different. Uh, mm-hmm. Shit like, like we have the potential to be that next big city because like in Florida, Miami is the go-to. Like people don't think about anything else in Florida that live in other states besides like Miami. Yeah. They think of Miami, that's the only thing, that, the first thing that pops out our fucking mind. But we have artists over here that are just as talented, if not more, than some of the artists over there. And I have a lot of friends that are artists over there that are great. Um, but it's just we lack the exposure and the togetherness, I think, that we need. I think if we all kind of got closer and more involved and tried to move as a unit versus everybody moving in different platoons or different sections and yeah. shit, it would become what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like it, over in Miami, like when XXX and and uh, Ski Mask and all them were blowing up, right? They all were on the same level, rising at the same time. Once it got to a certain level, this part like X skyrocketed. This person went up a little bit, but everybody got to the point to where they were seen by people they needed to be seen by because they worked together. Mm-hmm. They weren't butting heads. They weren't going against each other. Like Denzel Curry let. Uh, XXX and Ski Mask move in with him and shit. Like, and he was already popping at that point, but that's the way that they operate yeah. over there. So, there's some parts that they, there's crab and a barrel shit over there too, but over here, the crab and a barrel shit is fucking nuts, man. Like, as soon as they see somebody slightly taken off, they just want to grab him by the fucking leg and yank him back down. But it's slowly changing. It's definitely changing. I think with uh, some of the artists that are recently been signing deals and shit around here, that it's slowly changing. There's people here looking for talent now. It's just they're not out and about as much. Yeah, I love seeing, like, with social media nowadays, I love seeing the people that are constantly, like, sharing local dudes and, like, talking with local dudes and mm-hmm. whatever. Because you're right, there's a lot of talent around here, and it's a, such a good feeling because, like, you always want to support local, local businesses, local music, local artists, whatever, and, like... Uh, for a principal but then it's really a really good feeling once you find someone whether it's a visual artist or a musician or anything and it's really good and mm-hmm. you like that's what makes you want to share it because it's like yeah. yo all of you need to be listening to this, this is this is as good if not better than what 
these artists that are getting paid millions of dollars are doing. You know what I mean? For real, yeah. I feel like the talent here is most, like, the recording quality in this area is way higher than a lot of other areas. Like, when I go to Boca Raton or Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, like, you go to the studio that everybody records at, it's like, just what the fuck y'all, like, y'all ain't investing shit into yourself. But, like, over here, like, at the studio I record at, at Digital Threat, Marzabachi shit, like, I, uh... I had bought a mic, a really fucking uh, great mic, a uh, uh, TLM-103, which is, like, one of the best Neumann's out. Like, it's fire. Um, <laughs> and I had given him that, and we set up the studio over there, and it, we had the best sound in the fucking area. I don't care what anybody says. We had a fucking great sound. And it's not just the equipment we have. It's his knowledge when it comes to recording, mixing, and mastering. Mm-hmm. And people always ask me, you know, where'd you go? Did you do this in Miami? Did it? No, I did the shit here for fucking 20 million times cheaper than I could go over there. I go yeah. book an hour over there, they want $700. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, um, the quality of music that comes out here is better than a lot of shit that we hear every day or shit that you see on the internet or whatever. So, yeah. that's what I, that's back to what I was saying about togetherness. Like, if we all just help each other promote, if every artist is promoting every artist, we can't fail. It's impossible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and... Uh... Yeah, but, like, before my friend Dom blew up, like, it was, uh, mm-hmm. like, I, he made music with, like, Backhouse and everything. Yeah, and he was like, working with Cappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and I was listening to him, because I went to high school with him and his little brother, mm-hmm. so I was, like, close with, with him. With Alex, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, like, so I was just, think, I was listening to them, being like, yeah, like, he needs to blow up, and, like, he finally did, and, like, yeah, I listened to people, like, here, like, Nate, like, hey, he needs to blow up, and yeah. he finally did his thing. Brennan, like, Brennan Slimes. Yeah, 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 dude, all these people, uh, Busy, Busy. Yeah, Busy, so, Busy's yeah. cool as fuck, me and Busy are, me and Busy are friends, he's cool as fuck. Yeah, we got to get him Yeah. Yeah. And Nate's cool as fuck, Brennan's cool as fuck, I never really, I never met Dom, not once, I've never met him person to person. He's cool. But, um, <clears throat> Nate... And Brennan both. I've met them multiple times. Me and Brennan have worked on shit. Like, they're cool-ass fucking people. Like, all of them. And as far as I can tell from Dom, like, he's a cool dude. Like, as far as I know. Because I never met the niggas. So, I judge people off me, me. You know, I don't judge people off of somebody saying, I oh, fuck that guy. Or somebody mm-hmm. saying, no, he's cool. I gotta meet the nigga. Yes. But he seems like a dope dude. And if Brennan and Nate fuck with him, then he can't be a bad dude. I know yeah. that much. And it seems like all those dudes have that mindset of like togetherness. Togetherness, like you know. When when they drop something, they're all talking mm-hmm. about it, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know his brother too. You said Alex. I know of him. Yeah, I've yeah. seen his work and shit. Through that. Yeah. 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 He's got his. He's doing his thing mm-hmm. too musically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. He's always been that. Yeah, way. He's tight. I heard his. Uh, heard that Winnebago song he did with uh. With Matt. Matt with Black. Matt. Yeah, yeah. With Matt. I heard that. That shit was tight. Video was dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Those visuals went hard. That three night video was fucking nuts. Yeah. That shit was fucking nuts. Yeah, that shit was cool. Yeah, I got his one. Yeah, I seen it up there earlier. That shit was nuts. I fucking watched that video. I was like, damn, man, I need a video like this. Yeah. (laughs) I got the budget in. (laughs) Gotta get that shit. (laughs) Yeah, you you did a song too with uh, another kid that I know. He just recently, uh, the song's called Ripping Up. Yeah, with Torito. Yeah. Yeah, He he had contacted me for a feature. um, And, uh, you know, I haven't talked about it either figured out the pricing and shit like that um digital threat yeah we recorded that a digital threat and shit that actually he wrote that hook um he didn't really know how he wanted to say it so i kind of just like threw some sauce on that bitch and did the hook and then my verse i did that whole verse front to back freestyle off top all at once one tape just from the beginning to the end perfect 16 bar for the verse 
It was yeah, easy as fuck. Yeah, it was that's dope. That's the song I was playing the other day. Tight. Like, this yeah. is like, you're like, what? Yeah. 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 That shit was dope. I freestyled that whole shit. And yeah. I walked back out and he looked at me, he looked at me, and he was like, what the? You wrote that already? I was like, oh, that was a freestyle. He's like, no, stop. <laughs> he, was, he was excited and I like that. Like, people that are about, because a lot of people don't understand music isn't just, isn't just uh, creating. Like, there's a huge business aspect to this shit. Definitely. And, like you, you got to be willing to pay for certain things. You got to pay for your studio time, pay for mm-hmm. your mix and masters, pay for features for people that you want features from. Like you gotta, because at the end of the day, the the artist himself, the rapper doesn't like they don't make as much money as most of the producers and as most of the studios and shit like that. Like we pay the producer, we pay the studio, we pay the camera guy, we pay the photographer, we pay the videographer, we pay we pay all these people, but who the fuck's paying us? So a lot of people, you throw them certain price for features and like, oh, well, da, 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 da. but yeah, you do a feature with me, your shit finna go up. You know exactly. I mean? So like, yeah. there, there's a business aspect that he 100% understood that. Yeah. And he was with it from the jump. I told him what it was. He was like, all right, I got you. See you then. And we made the song and it was, we planned on doing a different song before that, but we decided against that. He showed me that beat and I was like, Psh. Let's get oh, yeah. it. So he's yeah. definitely a cool dude. Yeah, he's that's cool smart dude. too on his part as to like mm-hmm. that's how like he made his debut as a, like an, mm-hmm. as an artist. That's really cool yeah. that he like rather than just trying to do it himself, mm-hmm. he's like, no, nah, let me get a connection. Yeah, he made he's, he's a smart bigger. kid, man. He's yeah. a smart kid. That's cool. He definitely is. You think you think he'll he'll do keep doing his thing with music and like I do I do I, I just saw the other day he's he's uh just teased some shit the other day. He just I saw that clip. too. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just put a clip up. I think that might be the song. I'm not sure. I, I gotta listen to it again. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he just did some shit the other day. I think he's into it. His whole family's behind him too, which is dope. That's sick. And that's rare as fuck to have your family behind you working on music because most families are like, oh, what are the fucking chances? True that. This? He's always been the breadwinner for his family. Like I don't know that's about like tight. the main like main income, but I remember we were like 16 because I went I went to school with him and shit, and we were like 16 and. He had a really good job bussing on the That's beach, nuts. getting bank, and he was just like by his parents' couches and shit. Like, That's funny. I was nuts. like, hell yeah. yeah That's he, nuts. Yeah, yeah, he's a good kid. That's nuts. I used to have my mom pay bills, but I couldn't afford no damn couches. Couches expensive and shit. So, who else are you rocking with, like around here? Like musically? Like who yeah. am I working with, or just who do yeah. I vibe with? Yeah, musically. Um, so, me, TB, Traveling to Japan, Marlavachi, Pelly, we're all like in and out of that studio. That's basically where we all of us record all of our shit. Like we're all really close. I've known all of them for a long time. Yeah, those are kids you grew yeah. up with. That's yeah. awesome. Andrew, I've known since high school. Um, my manager, and he's helped me do a lot of shit. <laughs> he's helped me do a lot of shit. He's still trying to teach me how to budget better, but. He's, he's trying as hard as he can. He's, he's introduced me to a lot of people. He brought me out to Cleveland with him and shit to meet a whole bunch of people and do some shit. Um, everybody else that isn't like in my, I would say like, you know, like immediate family kind of mm-hmm. like musically. Um, and if I'm forgetting someone, sorry. Um, Austin Martin, he super dope. I've known him since fucking elementary school. Andre, I worked with me and him have a song together and we worked, uh, we're working on other shit. Um, Ryan Laser, Eddie Rock, Chris Daniels, if we ever come back music. Um, and there's definitely people I'm forgetting. And I, don't, I can't recall who they are right now, so don't be mad at me. 
you think you would remember when you get up here, but you fucking don't. <laughs> There's a lot of people, but really, I fuck with everybody in this scene. Like, in this local scene, I fuck with everybody in this fucking scene. Like, if you're trying, if you're going hard, you're doing shows, you're putting in work and effort into your music, I respect the fuck out you because I do it too. I know how hard this shit is. It's not as easy as it looks. People think, oh, you just record a song and you go perform it now. There's niggas that's been performing for years and still haven't got it. I got mm-hmm. lucky. But my first performance, I fucking crushed it. And ever since then, I've just been going. So now, like, my stage presence now is crazy. And when that task force shit come on, it just start vibing automatically. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can yeah. imagine. It's tight, man. Yeah, you just did a show, right? Like, yeah, this I just weekend, did too. I, I was back, so pissed yeah. that I missed it. Because I saw on Instagram that, like, you did task force. I was like, yeah. vibing so I did, hard. I did, I did Friday. I did a show at Old Soul with uh, the Hippie Circle. With Camilla and Bill Swab, um, they set it up. I did that Friday. Um, Andre plugged me into that show because that's my dog. And um, I did a show the day after that at one of my good friends, Miguel's Barbershops, Ace of Fade, um, Ace of Fades in Cape Coral. This is the second show we've done there, but this one was fucking, this one was great. It was that's nice. Sick. We had vendors there, we had food there, we had all different types of shit that's there. Awesome. And it came out really good. It was awesome. But yeah, a lot of my shows, End up being pretty good. I we were performing at weddings yeah, yeah. and shit too. So the new furniture wedding, actually. I did a wedding and it was so weird. Like, shit was like, <laughs> it was so weird. Like, just screaming cuss words with like children there. <laughs> like at the reception, like I did what task force dresser and uh, tents, and like it was nuts. But like the sound quality was fucking great, dude. But it was great. I had a big. I had the whole dance floor to myself. Everybody sat in their chairs and like. A lot of people started standing up once they heard me, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" It was tight, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, it was tight, and they paid. They paid well. I was only up there for six minutes, and I walked away. So, when's your next? My bad. When's your next uh, show performance around here? No clue. No clue. No. Nah. True that. And then I'm only like a week or two before shows. True that. I'm actually. You're gonna be sad, but like, I'm actually uh thinking about taking a, a small step back from doing as many shows because I, what, the past three months, the past three months I've probably done like what, 15, 16 shows, like and I work fucking 60 hours a week <laughs> and got a kid, so like, I'm staying up, like half the time I do a show, if I do a show on any night besides Tuesday or Saturday, I'm leaving there at 1, one thirty, and I'm at work at 3.30. <laughs> like, Damn. Damn, I'm bro. killing myself, yeah. So, but I mean, it's worth awesome. it for me. Yeah, 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 it's it, worth yeah. it. Exposure, and I love performing. Like, performing is one of the best feelings. I, I can't explain to you. Like, when the first song come on, it's like I turn to a whole different human being. Like, so it's tight. I love doing it. I have to be at your next show. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, two in one day. The wedding. Oh, I'm yeah, the day I did the wedding, I performed at FGCU for the gaming club. Man, Smash Bros. there. And somebody thought he was Robert. He got snuffed. <laughs> I'm, I'm an avid Smash Bros. player, too. Niggas don't want to see me. Who's your go-to? King Deity, bro. What? <laughs> he's not. He's not a high tier, a high tier character, but I'm nasty with the niggas. So, and I fuck with Mario, heavy. Hell yeah, dude. Um, is performing is that something that has always come pretty natural to you, or did you at the beginning was that something that you kind of had to work up the courage to do? <laughs> so, I did my first show, my first real show. Cause I was I was supposed to open up for Gunplay when I was like seventeen in in Hollywood, Florida, with Trapping in Japan. It went by a different name back then, but 
they ended up cutting off my set right before I went, or like right in the beginning of my song because Gunplay and all his like all his other people showed up and shit, and they kind of like crashed the stage and shit. So Damn. I had to perform. I'm like 17, so I'm like upset, but I'm like fucking, I get to meet all these people. But um, my first real performance was December 2017. I did like half a verse. <laughs> On a song with uh, my friend Jory Vague. Ah, see, I told you I was that song. Jory Vague, Code of Ice, Abe Austin. That's what I'm forgetting. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot y'all know we met. But um, I, uh, he brought me out for a song that we had, we had done, and I did like half the verse uh, at a curate show at Millennial Brewing. And my, it was lit. And everybody was like, oh, you fucking killed that shit. Blah, 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 blah. I went hard as fuck up there. And that was my first real performance. And ever since then, it's been easier and easier and easier and easier. So. The last two shows were definitely, I would say, probably my best shows. Like, those were top of the line fucking slay. It was lit. Hell yeah. Having a good performance under your belt right off the bat probably boosted that courage so much. Yeah, I've never been nervous, like, when it comes to, like, shit like that. I've never had, like, stage fright. I did a, when I was super young, my uh, mom forced me into, like, fashion shows and shit <laughs> she tried to give me a fashion shows because i was like light skin with green eyes so they're like she's like oh you can be a model on your own or something <laughs> <laughs> and my dad used to do them too because my dad is a six foot seven fucking and was he's a little chubby now but he was six foot seven super in shape he was a d1 like a uh, basketball player and shit and he uh he used to do fashion shows too so we did like some father and son shit like we're gonna we're matching outfits and shit and Niggas ain't even get paid for it. I don't even know why they were doing it. They never gave us no fucking money. But <laughs> um, so like I've always been in front of large groups of people since super young. So and we used to freestyle in front of the whole entire fucking lunchroom. Like Damn. everybody after they <laughs> ate would come outside, and me, Marvashi, Pelly, we would just freestyle for like the rest of the twenty minutes. Just go back and forth. We start roasting people and just rapping. People would be beatboxing or we'd be playing a beat off someone's phone so like, in front of like literally hundreds of fucking kids every single day. So it was like, what the fuck is two hundred people at this at this venue right now? What's when we were in Fort Lauderdale we did that show Finesse my went on stage at uh a sneaker Which, show he had. There, no, oh, sneaker show. Sneaker yeah, the sneaker show, bro. <laughs> got a little finesse and got my shit on there last minute, and I wasn't supposed to be performing there. There was what, like a thousand people there, bro. Yeah, at least Damn. between a thousand and twelve hundred. Bro, I got right up on that bitch and started vibing because we we're in a booth next to these people who uh, who do the hats. Dungeon Forward, they do hats. They're super dope. Um, black owned business. Um, and Drew looks at me and goes. All right, bro, they're doing the performances, bro. Like, go finish your way on stage. And I was like, bro, I feel like it. And he's like, bro, just go fucking do it. And the niggas next to us are looking at us like, this nigga ain't about to go finish on the way on fucking stage. And I was just like, all right, fine. And I get up and I walk up there, bro, and then five minutes later, they hear me. And they all look over there, and one of the dudes from the, <laughs> the hat shit runs and just <laughs> jumps onto the fucking stage and starts being my hype man and shit yeah. out of nowhere. And there's all these fucking people there, and I'm just up there vibing and shit. And then I come back, and they're like, oh, this shit was fucking crazy. And I was like, bro, it's like, it's whatever, nigga. Like, this is what I do. This is what I'm supposed to do. So it's tight, man. Hell yeah. It seems, like, um, it seems like you're really confident in your music. And, yeah, I'm confident uh, about everything. Bro. Yeah, because that, that probably makes performing... Yeah, yeah. Less like of an anxiety-inducing thing, and more of like a hell yeah. Let, yeah. let me show these. It's for me to up. see how like how hype I can get people. It's awesome, bro. It's like being like a fucking uh, 
when I'm up on stage and people are rocking with it, shit, I feel like I'm just a wavelength and everybody's jumping onto that same wave. Yeah. We're all moving the same way. Uh huh. So it's tight. I don't know if you guys ever tried um, LSD before, but <laughs> there's like these waves. Hey, listen, man. Drew hates whenever I talk about psychedelics, but um, there's like this wave you get hit by, and like everybody that is tripping and shit around you is on that same fucking wave, and it's super weird. It's like hive mind, you know, bees move together and shit, and like birds fly together and shit, schools of fish swim together. It's like you get stuck on this hive mind and you're all on the same fucking wavelength. And that's what it feels like when I'm up top, like when I'm up That's there. a good comparison. That's, yeah, that's cool. how it feels to me. It's like I feel like I start pushing out these fucking waves and everybody receives them and then they get on that same wave. Because at most of the shows, like half the people there might not even know who the fuck I am. But then yeah. by the end of my performance, they're the ones up front. And my friends let them get in front of them because they're like, okay, they're going to experience fucking this shit right up front. Mm-hmm. Like, it's dope because my biggest fans are the people around me. So, like, but they're also my biggest critics. Like, I'll send some shit to Drew's. Like, me and me and Marl work on something. I'll show Pelly, whoever, and they'll be like, hey, shit, this shit's fucking trash, bro. Like, you should <laughs> drop this. And they'll be like, this shit's fire. And I'll be like, no, this shit's garbage. I'll be like, bro, trust me, this shit's fire. But at the end of the day, like, Marlon Vashi got final say. Like, whatever that nigga says, because he has never been wrong about this shit. So, like, if he says it's trash, it's trash. If he says it's fire, it's fire. If he says I should drop it, I'll drop it. If he says I shouldn't, I won't. Like, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. He has, like, he's one of the smartest people I ever fucking met. And he understands sound better than anyone, anyone I've ever met in my life. He understands sounds. Everything that comes in and, like, in his ear sonically and out his brain sonically is always fucking fire. Like, they're just saying he doesn't make that shit anymore. He hasn't Hell made yeah. that shit since high school. So it's Man, tough. between having an awesome team like that and from you doing it so long, that's probably where the confidence comes from. Huh? Yeah. yeah. This is the one thing in my life that I know I can compete with anybody in. There's nobody on this planet that I'd be scared to compete with with this shit. Because like a lot of my music now is more melodic and shit, but I still throw like bars in there and really rap too. But like... If it get down to it, like, nigga want to battle me, I'm going to fucking stomp him out. And I was a battle rapper when I was younger and shit. I used to do online battle raps, in-person, shit like that. I could write bars. That's easy. But I like, it's more of a challenge and it's more fun to try to find melodies that are going to get stuck in people's head. Yeah. Because then they keep coming back. It's like crack, bro. Like, they just are always going to come back. Yeah. But yeah, I'm super fucking confident when it comes to shit I know I'm good at. Smash Bros and rapping, maybe ain't seeing me. Yeah, and I've heard performers say that whenever they're uh, they're up there, the, what one of their goals is the people that are just kind of like standing there, like they they want them to like get on that wave, like and start like loosening yeah. it up because that's probably such a good feeling. To yeah, see that yeah when you can see when you can see a nigga that has been sitting in the corner all fucking night, not doing shit, he might be with his girl or one of his boys or whatever he's doing, just sitting over there. Yeah, this is cool and shit. But then, like, something you do makes him, like, start inching closer and inching closer. And then, like, they turn into it. It's the best for me when it's, like, uh, females. Because that obviously ends really well for me. <laughs> <laughs> There's females that aren't, aren't having a good time. And I do some shit or say some shit. And then they hear it and they come up towards it. And then it's, like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. tight. It's super tight getting people to, like, I have a lot of different fans, too. So, like, I got people that, like rock i got people that like this i got people that like that that'll all come see me perform because i'm friends with them and they're fans of my music and shit so i try to be spread out as possible when it comes to like i want everyone to listen to my music a lot of people aim for a specific group of people all the time but i don't want everybody to listen to that shit so yeah oh yeah dude. performance lit man yeah so did you 
did you do a song with Travis Scott? So. There's a story behind that. you want me to explain that? Or you want to explain that? No, you got it. Alright, so. Three or. F- about three months ago, I was sent. Uh, I'm mutual friends with somebody who's on his team. So about three or four months ago, somebody sent me that verse and that hook from him. And I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck is this? So we just started having a conversation, blah, 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 blah. We started talking business and shit. And um, basically, he gave me the verse, and there was an issue with getting it cleared to be able to drop at first through the label and shit like that. Um, so it took a little bit of time. I want to say, or what the day, I think the day Nipsey Hussle died. I finally put my verse to it because I had a verse prior to that. I didn't like it. And then I wrote a verse when Nipsey Hussle died. And I was like, damn, this shit would go perfect on that beat. Because I had tried to drop the song prior with the other verse. But I was like, I was saying I was having issues getting cleared. I finally got the shit taken care of so I could drop it in and not basically not get taken down or them not block me from dropping it. So um, I had a conversation with Homeboy who originally got me the verse and um I threw that verse on it, and then I uploaded it on everything, and I'm promoting it slightly, but, um, yeah, it's super tight, and in the industry, that's, realistically, it's how a lot of features work, like, niggas ain't in the studio with each other. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. like, I would love it to be that way, and that would be super fucking dope, and that's, like, once I get to a, a higher level and shit, that's how I'm gonna want it to be. Like, I'm not gonna want you on my project if you're not with me when you're doing it, because yeah. that's, it's just so much fucking better. But for that specific scenario, like, it was a win-win. Like, Definitely. It was a super win-win. Drew got on the phone with these niggas, talked business, and Drew the best nigga at talking business on this fucking planet. This nigga could sell somebody with diarrhea or a pile of shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nuts. And like you said, that it's so much, like, so much of this is more about the business side than about the music sometimes, which sucks, but, like, in the end, it's yeah. gonna, what's gonna really make the difference is the connections you make yeah. and the... Mm-hmm. How you're killing if, it, you know? If you don't have somebody on your team that knows business, you're going to be fucked. Like, once you get to that label, like, let's say you got a $2 million deal on the table and you take that shit, but you ain't had nobody that, that's involved with business, you might be seeing nothing out of that bitch. Might see 200 yeah, Might see 200 bucks. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just the way you might end up being basically a slave at this point. Like, yeah. my man, Drew got his motherfucking masters. Like, Drew has his fucking masters. Same age as me, got his motherfucking master's degree. Ben yeah, had it. He worked in corporate America for fucking years at a goddamn what, a Fortune 500 shit, some shit yeah, like that. Accounting firm, yeah. At an accounting firm. Damn, and dude. he left. He left his cushy ass job. Fucking just left. I was like, I'm selling sneakers. This is what the fuck I want to do. Hell know. yeah, man. That's and fucking hard. Shit just so worked sick. out. And we him started doing this. And he was like, yo, like, you need help with this? And I'm like, yeah, like, let's get it. And then we started working together and everything's been up since. So it's like, Having the right people on your team is the most important thing in the music industry. You could be fucking garbage at rapping and still get a fucking $10 million deal and yep. be fucking a millionaire because you got the right people on your team. Yeah. Six, nine. You must have had a good team. <laughs> Snitch nine, <not> crazy. Wow. For real. So, um, one question I always ask all the guests, and it's okay if you don't have an answer, but I always ask everyone if they got any crazy, like, ghost stories or, like, any sort of like paranormal ghost just, stories? Just, yeah, you do, <laughs> my nigga. Hey. We haven't got a good answer, bro. Yet, so I grew good. up in, in Massachusetts, bro. Massachusetts is like top three haunted states, right? My mom, 
when I was okay, so my mom grew up in the area we lived in in Cape Cod, from Cape Cod, and the area we lived in is a lot of uh, Native Americans. There's a huge Native American population, um, the Wampanoag Indians, right? And my mom grew up with a shit ton of them, like same school, same neighborhood, whatever the case is, like my my aunties and shit, like. Um, so they got into like seances and shit. Like when they were when they were in high school, they would do seances and shit like that. My mom always been fucking with Ouija boards my whole life and shit. And I do not fuck with Ouija boards. Don't bring one of them shits near me. I'll punch <laughs> you in your fucking face. Um, them shits are evil. I don't care what nobody says. But um, every single house I ever lived in in my life until my junior year in high school has had some type of like supernatural occurrence in it. Um, Damn. Yeah, whenever people try to tell me ghost spirits and shit like it is bullshit, I, we're we're fighting because that you a lie. You just ain't seen the shit. Um, one of my favorite stories that I'll never forget it was um, it's probably about four or five, and in the house we lived in, a lot of the houses in the area we lived in, when you walk in the front door, there's stairs going up, there's stairs going down, so stairs going up to the the house and then down to the basement. So, um, when I you walk up the stairs, you bust a right. First door on the left is the bathroom. First door on the right is my room. And at the end of the hallway, my mom's hallway is on the left. Or my mom's room is on the left and the guest room is on the right. And um, the living room and all that shit was over there. But if I would go to the bathroom across from my room, when I came out the bathroom, I could see down the stairs and see out like the, the glass out the side of the door. So I never went to that fucking bathroom because it scared the shit out of me. So every night, I would come out my room. I'd have this little pillow, I'd put it halfway over my face, and I'd run down the hallway and go in my mom's room and then go piss. And then I'd go back to my room. And this night, for whatever reason, my mom's door was locked. And, like, it didn't matter. Like, my mom, uh, I don't know if she was seeing someone at the time, but even if she, like, had a nigga over or something, the door was still locked. Door always unlocked. It don't matter. Like, that's just the way it is. Because I, I would always knock first and shit, but the door would always be fucking locked or never be locked. So I'm like, all right, cool. And the guest room would always be fucking closed. The door is always closed. So I run down the hallway, I go to my mom's door, that bitch locked, and I'm like, fuck, boom, 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 start banging on the door, mom. She's like, ah, give me a minute, whatever. And I'm like, answer the fucking door. Like, I'm freaking out. I like turn to the left or to the right, and I see out my peripherals, like the door is slightly cracked. And I'm like, to the guest room. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? And I hear it like creak a little bit and shit, and I look back. And I'm bugging out, so I'm banging on the door again and shit. I put the pillow over my face. I take the pillow out uh, off my face, and I look into the guest room, bro, and there's, like, this wolf creature. Like, it's like a big, black, beefy-ass motherfucking wolf with these red eyes walking towards me, bro. Just growling and shit. We ain't had no animals. We had no dogs. We had no cats. We had no fucking animals. My mom never wanted pets. We had no animals in that fucking house. And I ran back to my bedroom and pissed in my trash can. <laughs> I'll never forget that shit, bro, because it was nuts. It was nuts to me because, like, I could physically see the shit. Like, I could see the fur on this shit, on the fucking thing. Like, its eyes, it was salivating and shit. I'll never forget that sight ever. But that's one. I got, like, 10 million of them shits. So, Damn. I just want to get down and talk about the shit, I'm with you. But <laughs> this nigga got some shit, too. Drew got some shit about some all-blue nigga that be in his house. Some bullshit. What? <laughs> Let's get it out of here, bro. It's crazy. So, so me, so me and my boys are uh, all together at my house on New Year's. We're just chilling, you know, getting ready. I think we're in high school. And we're just chilling, playing a game. And we want to go outside. We're about to start hooping. 
And it t- turns New Year's, and we hear, like, this little noise down the hallway. And we're like, what the fuck? Because there's nobody else. We're all in the room. There's nobody else at the crib. We hear something down the hallway. We're like, what the fuck? And the door's, like, slightly open. Hey, got beer. <laughs> we, we look down the hallway, and there's, like, this blue figure. Like, this dude. Like, right through the crack. Right down the hallway. Just around the corner. Like, he's creeping around the corner. We're like, oh, shit. Slam the bitch closed, locked it. I'm like, all right, man. We're not, we gotta get ready for some shit. If something's <laughs> gonna pop off, we gotta all be ready. It's like me and like three of my other friends. So we locked the door, we're in there. Probably an hour goes by. We're like, man, fuck this shit. <laughs> Unlock the door, run out the house, and don't go back in until like five, till the sun comes up. Because we're like, we're not fucking with this ghost shit. Like, New Year's, this dude pops out of nowhere. We've never seen him before. Freak the fuck out. So I saw him at one time. Probably like last year. We were, they were at my house. We're in the yard just talking. My same friends were at the house. And they were like, man, y'all remember that shit on New Year's when you saw the blue guy? I was like, bro, don't talk about him. I'm like, I gotta live here. Don't talk about that man. So they're, they're joking about it and shit. I'm like, all right, see y'all fucked up. I go back in the house. I'm just chilling. I live by myself now. I go back in the house. I'm chilling on my bed. All of a sudden, the light comes on and my Xbox turns on. <laughs> no. No controller anywhere. Nothing. I'm like, oh, fuck. I call him. I'm like, I'm like, y'all bitch ass niggas been brought this nigga back around. I was freaking the fuck out. I had to leave the house. I left the house. I didn't stay there that night because I was like, I'm not about to be here by myself wow, with the blue with dude. The blue so, I just wanted to listen to 2K. See, now I'm mad I'm even talking about him because if I go to the house and he's there. No cap, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, All right. Look, so I got this shit. So, like, my mom, this shit sounds crazy. My mom can see spirits and shit. Like, on everything. My mom can see fucking spirits. Like, see shit. And... It's nuts, because when I was a kid, I used to see shit, too. Like, my mom used to walk into the room when I was, like, two or three years old, and I would just be talking. Or maybe I was about four or five. I would just be talking into the corner to, like, whoever I was talking to. And it was my grandpa. My, my grandpa who passed when I was, like, five. When I was about four, I think. So I was, like, five or six. I would just be talking to him. Like, having conversations with my grandfather. And I don't really remember it too well. But my mom said it used to freak her the fuck out, because she couldn't see him. Like, she... Saw a whole bunch of shit, but she never saw him. So, like, I'd be talking to him in the corner, and then my mom be like, Who you talking to? I'm talking to grandpa. Like, what do you mean? And, like, what the weird shit about that is, I would start talking to my mom about shit that I shouldn't know about my grandfather. So, he used to fuck her up about, like, his high school baseball team and shit, and, like, kids he grew up with, and, like, family members that died 15 years before I was born and shit that that was never spoken about in my house. Like, Wild shit, like shit having to do with the mob and shit. Cause my, my mom's side of the family is Italian, Irish and shit. Like shit that I shouldn't have like nothing to do with, have no clue about. And I'm sitting there talking to my mom about it. And she would, it would drive her nuts. She was going like crazy about shit. My mom, uh, for the past 10 or 15 years been on like drugs and shit. Like she recently got clean, like about a year ago. Yeah. Somewhere about a year ago. Um, and she's been a drug counselor too the whole time. Ain't that crazy? It was fun. But um, 
she was talking to me when she was in town a couple of weeks ago. She was visiting. She was talking to me about how she's starting to see the shits again. And like, I may not see them shits, but I feel the shit. So like, if I'm in somebody's house and there's some type presence in that bitch, I feel it. I just don't talk to people about it because they either think I'm nuts or they don't want me to fuck come to her house and tell them about shit. <laughs> so uh, after that nigga told me the story, I looked at him and I was like, and uh, one of our homegirls was there too. And I, I looked over at him and I was like, uh, my nigga, I never said this shit to you, but I like feel something that's crazy. And he was like, what? And I was like, I feel something. I don't feel negative. Like it doesn't feel like a bad thing because there is good and bad shit. But so it don't feel like a bad thing. But like there's definitely something here. And he had told me that story. And the night we I did the wedding, when I was sleeping there, I woke up. Because this nigga talking about a blue man, his whole living room is blue, bro. Like the whole, all the walls are blue. <laughs> So, like, I was waking up, and like, my eyes are still, like, fucking eye boogers and shit. I'm opening my eyes, and I look over at the, the corner of the wall going into the kitchen. I swear to God, I saw, like, a head from around the corner, but it was just my vision fucking with me. So, I, like, woke up, and I was like, oh, this fucking blue nigga now. He's trying to climb out the fucking wall. Like, but there's definitely, I don't know, man. It's hard to explain, but, like, I always could feel when there's something going on somewhere, bro. You can always feel it. That's crazy. You can normally tell if it's, like, negative or positive, though. Like, there have been some shit. I've, I've, there's certain people that I've been in their house, and I'll immediately walk into their house. They'll be like, I'm not I'm not coming in. But there's bad energy here, and they be like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, I, I'm, even when I was a kid, I wouldn't sleep over a certain my friend's house because I knew there was something going on there. Like, it's so weird to talk about because I've never really fully spoke about the shit, but... It's weird, man. It's super weird. I don't know why it's like that, but it's super fucking weird. Yeah, it's crazy. That's why I like to ask people because, like, I'm someone who I've never had anything too crazy happen to me, but like, but I feel that like there's certain. It's weird how sometimes yeah. you can just like feel like mm-hmm. something about the vibe of the place yeah. is just like off, you know? Yeah, the house I the house I grew up in in Massachusetts. Oh, that shit was fucking. That shit was bananas. Like that shit was fucking bananas. Like I there there was times when I was young where I woke up in a different room, like. And I was like, oh, you sleepwalking? I was just, there's no fucking way. Like, in a different world. Like, I remember when I was five or six, I woke up in the basement. No motherfucking way I went to the basement, yeah. slept, walked down two flights of stairs, basically. Yeah. Like, there's geez. no way. And fuck the, that basement. <laughs> fuck that basement, <laughs> man. That basement was creepy than a bitch. They remodeled it and shit. Like, before we, before we had got the house, they had remodeled it. Because that house meant in my family for a while. Like, my great-grandmother owned it, my grandmother owned it, my mom owned it. And uh, they remodeled, my grandmother had the bottom floor, the basement remodeled so she could rent it out and shit, get some money. But it's nuts, bro. And my my mom's, or my my dad's mom, we've had that house that my grandmother and my father live in since... Whenever motherfucking slavery was abolished. Like, we've had that bitch since... Like, that was our, like, our family's, like, masters gave us that house in the land wow. that it's on. So, we've, that house is creepy than shit. <laughs> creepy than fucking shit. Like, I heard wolf howls, howls and shit out of that house. There ain't no wolves in the area. So, it's, it, that's a creepy-ass house. Damn. We've had that house for literally a hundred fucking years. Like, my great-great-grandma lived in that bitch when she was a kid. Like, it, it's fucking nuts, bro. But, it's, a. Uh, yeah, ghost stories, man. I got for days. Damn, dude. You got any uh you got any last minute topics? We've been going for about an hour. Um damn. I don't know. 
That was crazy that both y'all had a ghost story. Yeah, that's yours the best was one crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yours were both fucking crazy. Man, man. Most people don't have them. They're just like it nah, seems like you either have them, crazy. you have a bunch, or you don't really have any. Yeah, if yeah. you're from up north, bro, you got a ghost story. Like he's from Cleveland and shit too. So like, if you're from up north, you got it. There's a ghost story. It's, I, I just feel like it's because, uh, especially in, like New England and uh, uh, up there on the Atlantic coast up there. Like I feel like because we originally settled there and that's where a lot of the fucking so much murders history. of the Indians and like all shit like that. So much bad shit happened there and we were, we've been there for the longest amount of time that that's why there's so much more like negative energy when it comes to that shit. Like there's for real, for real, like Indian burial grounds and shit up there. Like there's enough shit. Like, I don't know. The niggas that first came here... <laughs> Like, when we fucking, the Declaration of Independence and shit, them niggas are doing some nuts shit. And Swat, I feel like man. it's just still there. Yeah. It's crazy. For sure. Yo, we're mad about the beer. Like, we stocked that up for guests. Like, and like, we didn't even say, I like, I'm glad you caught it. I'm glad you caught <laughs> it, dude. I knew there had to be something in that bitch. Is it a beer or ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the couple of times that we've asked guests if they, like, want any sort of, like, snack or drink or whatever for, like, the show... They usually bring their own stuff, so we're just like, yeah, we got it stocked up, though. Okay, snack. <laughs> yeah, I got snacks this time. <laughs> I mean, I got goldfish in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. We, we covered a lot, dude. Yeah, yeah, we've been cracking through it. Rolling. Um, I could talk all day. It's easy. Oh, yeah. We'll be on the phone for like three, four hours sometimes. <laughs> Just talking about none. That's why we're doing this to us too. We, we just yeah, need, uh, yeah. We're like, fuck yeah. Uh, I'm gonna grab one, dude. Yeah. You're gonna grab yeah, one. Yeah, y'all too. can both like help yourself. So Pretty one thing good. I do ask, we kind of touched on a lot of stuff as we were talking about music and the local scene and stuff like that. But um, no, I'm good. But um, is there any? I always like to ask the guests if there's any like specific local like business or restaurant or like anything like that that you want to shout out because what like with the podcast not only are we trying to shed light on like the person mm-hmm. we have in front of us but just like the scene in general there's so much cool stuff going on i, I want like everyone to know about it you got uh, anything you want to shout out zenink zenink official tattoo shop that i frequent um we also have digital threat recordings built in to the back room of there we have the back section of the tattoo shop as a studio that i record at Hi. So, you can go in there and get some great rates, get some beats and shit like that, or you can go in there and get some tattoos for a way better price than a lot of the other places you can go, and the artists there are super talented. We have four artists there, Peter Dustin, Ito, and Cisco. and Cisco don't speak much English, but he's raw as fuck. Um, my Trapping in Japan, my friend Trapping in Japan is actually the owner of Zenik, um, and Ace Fade's Barbershop on Del Prado. Um, my friend Miguel owns it. Traveling in Japan also does work there. Um, everybody in there is cool. Anybody in there can cut you up good. And if you need sneakers or drip, if you need pants or shorts or baked tees, any type of t-shirt, but shoes especially, um, the Atomic Kicks, which is Andrew, my manager's uh, business, he is... The illest nigga at that shit in this whole area. That's crazy. Yeah. I've heard of you. You're he's pretty big around here. Dude. He's popping. No, shit. That's, that's pretty fucking that's big. Him, bro. Hell like, yeah. He's Damn, that dude. nigga. He For has sure, any yeah, fucking dude. pair of shoe you fucking need in any size. It's nuts. I couldn't find a. I wanted Yeezys, man. The seven hundreds. I wanted them bad. 
but I could not find any in my fucking side. Nowhere. I, I have a big foot, bro. I wear 13s and 14s. Like, I could not find them bitches in my size. I, <laughs> me and this nigga were talking right before that Boca show, before we did this show in Boca. Um, I said, man, I need some new shoes. I can't be wearing these fucking these black shoes. They're getting old. Like, I can't just be wearing them. He's like, so you got some shit in my size. And he was telling me, like, he had all these Jordan 1s and shit. He was trying to get them off. Because nobody wants, nobody buys size 13. Like, it's rare. Like, there's niggas and basketball players and shit, but. So, I'm like, you got something in 13? He's like, well, I do got these. These Yeezys and these Wave Runners in 13. I was like, bitch, what? It's like, I need them. And he's the only person. Bro, I mean, I went to every single store that sold them shits. I hit up everybody who was like, who sold sneakers around here. Nobody had anything in my fucking size, like, for Yeezys. But this nigga had them shits, like, five seconds. He's like, yeah, I got size 13 right here for you. <laughs> and then we fucking met in Boca because he left earlier than us. We met in Boca and fucking nigga laced me up. That was the same Hell weekend yeah. as the bird. No, it wasn't. Boca weekend wasn't the bird. You sure? Because I brought the hundred percent positive because we went to Miami for the bird. Oh my god, that was because <laughs> I was driving the van. Remember? Because I had that show. Remember we got the telly. We did Boca Friday. No, we did Boca Saturday night. We did my show Sunday. Remember we dropped Marla Bati off at Abe Hawkins? And then right after that, when we were going to South Beach, that's when the bird. Oh, my God. That was that weekend. Oh, my God. He drank. <laughs> Tell him about the show. That's why you my car. No, because I drove my car to Boca. Because I had Pelly in no, my car. Didn't. I had Pelly and Chris because Chris was at Boca. We went to the pizza spot and then we went home. Different weekend, brother. We went to motherfucking Miami and we got hit by this. We been Miami so fucking much. We we got hit by <laughs> this right. fucking uh, prehistoric fucking bird, just a pterodactyl. No, but we're driving his van. Drew got this van. We call it a trap van because like we do whatever out that bitch. Like we go to Miami, drive any fucking where to that bitch, and he'll bring his inventory in it or he won't bring his inventory. Whatever we gotta bring, we bring it in that bitch. We call it trap van because you know, every time every time we're in it. No. Yeah. Every time we're in that van, somebody making money. <laughs> this is the trap van. Every time we're traveling in that van, somebody making some money. Uh, yeah. This time, the auto company was making some money. <laughs> but, um, bro, we're driving on I-95. We're in the express lane and shit. And you know how you see a bird flying low in front of your shit? And you're like, oh, let me slow down make sure this nigga don't hit me. So this nigga didn't move the bird. He came. We still don't know what type of bird it is. I honestly think it was an albatross because it was bro smashed in the whole fucking roof and the whole front windshield, yeah. and then it rolled off and flew away. And we never saw it. All we saw was like its foot. Bro, we're going yeah. like how fast are we going? At least eighty. We're going around eighty. At least, and we hit this nigga full speed. Smash into this nigga, bro. And he dipped. No blood. That's what you do. Is no blood. All there was was feathers and shit stuck yeah. into the glass. Both of us just dabbed and like covered our eyes, bro. And fucking glass was everywhere, bro. That's so crazy. Yeah, dude. It, was, it was nuts. That nigga tried to kill us, but we eventually we came to the uh, to the conclusion. Drew hit me up and was like, "Bro, I know what it was." And I was like, "What?" He was like, "Bro, it was a fallen angel, bro." I was like, "What, nigga? Come on!" Like, I'm not religious. Like, I believe in God. Like, God is. Like I know God exists, but I'm not. I'm not really in church. I'm not. I'm not a religious human being. I'm spiritual. I'm connected to God. We all are. That's the way it is, um, for me at least. I ain't trying to tell nobody what to do. But um, 
when he said that shit, it really made me think for a second. I was like, bro, like that was a good ass motherfucking weekend. Even after that, like even after that happened, like we had to get a rental and everything and leave that car. And it, it was weird because like if we would have been going a little bit faster, that nigga would have been in the car. Like when I opened my eyes, like I covered my face, and when I opened my eyes, I was figuring I was about to look to the left and have to snap a bird's neck. Like, <laughs> and uh, it, it was just super weird because I, we, I was like, "Yo, is that a bad sign or something?" He's like, "Nah, nah, nah ain't a bad sign. We're, we're straight." Because everything after that. But then right after that, my credit card almost got scammed, nigga. I was at this Arab motherfucking uh, gas station. But that weekend was less. I stuck my shit in the damn thing, and it, they have a card skimmer inside the chip machine. They tried uh, to steal my shit, so I couldn't use my card all weekend. Damn. But Damn. it was a lit ass weekend after that. I can't even cap. We had that's when I finessed that performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ate bomb ass. What was that? Puerto Rican Cuban food. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like over off Ocean South Island Beach. Some shit. South Beach. We had some ill ass Cuban okay. food for super fucking low. Hell but, yeah, dude. Yeah. We be we be we be moving around a lot and making big ass plays all the time. It's fun <laughs> because me and him play off each other. Like I always say. When I went Drew, we're the Wonder Twins, and when I went Mar, we're the Wonder Twins. Like, just punch the rings together, and we fucking turn into whatever we need to turn into finesse the situation. Hell yeah. You got any other standout, I mean, you've already told a couple, but you got any other standout, like, performance, or, like, any sort of, like, traveling uh, stories, or just crazy shit that's happened on the road, or or in performances, or anything like that? Oh, the the original Boca shit. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My little sister... Uh, on my dad's side, my little sister Adriana was visiting some friends in Boca Raton, and like I have, I have a few friends in Boca, uh, Abe and his girl and shit, Jana. Um, but I don't really drive over there too much to visit them because they come over here because his family's over here, so they'll come visit. Um, so my little sister's over there, and I have to see her. I haven't seen my little sister in like five years at this point, like years. So I was like, all right, I gotta see her. She's fucking eighteen and shit now. Like I make sure she like got her head on her shoulders. So she's visiting her friends that go to Lynn University over there. Uh, one of them went to FAU. We slide. And um, I go over there and Drew hits me and he's like, uh, yo, um, homeboy I was supposed to meet in Miami because he was going to Miami. So he's like, homeboy I was supposed to meet in Miami. Fucking they answer his phone. He's flagging. So, I mean, I'm already like over here. Like, can I pull up? So I asked him in the house and it's just all girls and then one of their, one of their boyfriends. And I was like, Yo, you care if uh, my dog Drew pull up? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So he comes and shit. We go over there and we all go out to this club that we thought was like the super move. Like we thought, we, like the way they was talking that bitch, I was like, yes, but we know it's everywhere. And they're like, about to be easy pickings over here. But we go into that club and there's a decent amount of people there. It's not like a trash, but the music was like, it was like, bro, they were playing like My Way, like Fetty Wap and Drake. <laughs> like, this was in my white three months tea. ago. In my white tee and shit. Like, in a. No way. Not sure. only, like, see, in my white tee can still hit in the right club. Like, in the right hood, bro. But, like, nigga, it's. Bro, every single person in there, damn near except what, one or two people was white, which is cool. Like, I'm half white. I, I fuck white people. But, like,. It was just the they're same. wearing button ups, like they're Preppy somewhat scene. dressed yeah. up, like this and that. Like you can tell they don't really know too much about, like they know hip hop, but they they don't know too much. So it's like they're playing all these songs, and I was like, bro, this thing is playing trash music. 
like this is ridiculous and there's girls in there bro there's some bad bitches in there bro and I'm like nigga they gotta get the right music on and get shit cracking so I'm not walking up to a bitch to in my white tee like I'm not doing that like so it's a nice club too two stories and shit beautiful club and um I'm like I look over at Drew and I'm like you gotta finesse something he's like yeah you need to finesse it like da 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 I'm like I'm gonna get up so we we have a a finesse. Uh, I started posting shit on my IG story, like talking about like this is weird. Oh, don't get too much sauce. Let me stop. Um, anyway, I end up speaking to the nigga who runs the promotion there and shit outside for like twenty minutes or whatever, and uh, basically finesse him and let me perform. And they like it was to the point they didn't even know if they had a working microphone in the building. Like they had no clue because they were not doing performances. So they're like, where are you gonna? Where are you gonna stand? And they had like this seven foot partition. There's like a little ramp you could walk up to, but this is where the DJ booth was and the B one of the VIPs. And it had this like seven foot partition that was shaped like an L and it was like above the dance floor. So I was like, I'm just stand on that bitch. And he was like, What? I'm just stand on top of that bitch. He's like, You can't and the the manager, the main nigga there was just like, whatever, fuck it. I always keep a flash drive on me. I always keep my lucky flash drive with me, man. Because every time I bring that bitch with me to a club or a bar or something, I get a performance. So I brought that yeah, bitch with me, and I was like, dude, like, let's do like we we'll do one song, and then we ended up doing like three or four because it was fire. Yeah. I just I stepped up onto the fucking DJ booth next to his computer, stood up on the fucking partition, and just shut that fucking bitch down. Shut that bitch down, and then they had us come back. To do a, like an actual show of promotion and shit, oh, we brought like forty niggas from over here alone. What? Yeah, that shit was lit. Uh, they were like, Yo, "We're gonna give you, guys, we're gonna give you guys one, one free bottle for each VIP section you fill up." Bro, by the end of the night, they don't give us like six motherfucking bottles. Everybody in there turned. They closed. We're all still in there. Like everybody that <laughs> came with us, still in there, fucking getting drunk and shit. Like that's so tight. Yeah. Hell yeah. Making connections like that is dope. And my sister was like, because I told my sister, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a performance. She's gonna be so awesome. So she sent her friend up there to go talk to the guy because I guess she knew him. So they had a conversation. Like, yo, my brother wants to perform, and he's cool. And they looked over at me, and they like, because anybody from over here could go over there right now and be in the fucking, like, it's like you're in the past. Like, they're going to look at you and they're not going to understand that you're the future. Like, bro, there was one dude in there, one dude with his homeboy, who I was like, this is the only nigga in this whole bar who got any type drip, like any type sauce in this whole entire bar. So I walk up to him, what's up, bro? Like, I'm going to be doing a performance in like 20, 30 minutes from now uh, on stage. Like, it's like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, bro, you like the only thing in here that know how to dress. Like, everybody else is like, this shit is like years old, bro. Like, <laughs> and, and corny. And he was like, yeah, bro. Like, he's, I'm just ahead of times over here. And she was like, where are you from? And he's like, Fort Myers. <laughs> like, that shit was solidified that in my mind. I was like, don't fuck away. I was like, me too. I was like, where'd you go? He's like, I went to Charlotte. And I was like, oh, yeah, I went to the north. He's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, y'all got the nice track. Uh, it was like an AstroTurf track and shit. And it was just funny because the only person in there that looked like he knew what he was doing is from here. So, <laughs> like, yeah. People don't give our area, like I said earlier, bro, they don't give us enough yeah. credit over here, bro. Like, we're ahead of times from a lot of shit. So in a couple yeah. years, it's going to be lit. It's just going to take a couple more people getting on to the mainstream. And then it's going to be game over over here. It's going to be tight. Yeah, dude, I can see it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I see that. I call that so. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, dude. So you've got a lot of heavy, heavy hitting music already. 
and I know you said you're stepping back a little bit from performing because mm-hmm. you got the future projects you're working on. Do you have anything that you want to just let the people know about? Just give give a little shout out to yourself. Anything that they should keep their eyes on? Keep them on me. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep your eyes on me. So you got, I got some shit for y'all. Something coming. I'm about to drop a performance video tonight. Actually, maybe. Tiny dude. Yeah, from a couple weeks ago. I did a silent headphone party where I performed into headphones. What? Yeah, it was dope what? as fuck. I don't know if anybody ever did that shit. Especially not around here. Nobody's ever done that shit around here. Like, you know the silent headphone parties? Yeah. There's like three different channels, three different DJs, and everybody has headphones on. You can switch between the stations. I know about that shit, but I performed live into the headphone. That's sick. It was fucking crazy. Uh, Malik with Curate set that shit up. Um, and it was my birthday, too. And it was for celebration for his birthday, too. And he... uh. He was like, I, I don't know if it's going to work, but like, we're going to do it. And I was like, all right, I'll be there. And fuck it. He's like, all right, tight. And then we ended up doing it and it ended up going great. It was super weird, though, because like it was unlike any other show because there's people on the complete other side of the fucking bar vibing and like bobbing to the shit and like feeling just as hype as everybody that's right in front of me because they have their headphones on going like, like me that going directly into their brain. It was fucking nuts. It was super cool. It was super cool. But, um, I don't know, man. I love this place, man. Just keep your eyes on me and my team. Yeah, dude. You can keep your eyes on everybody else, too, but, like, especially on me. Focus in. Yeah, just focus. Get your good lens out. It's going to pop off. What you got left, Danny? Oh, not much, dude. Not much? You ready to wrap it up? We've been going for a while, dude. It's one of the longest ones. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've been a lot. Um... Yeah, dude, you're fucking, you're interesting, dude. You're, yeah, you're a cool man. character. Hell this yeah. is only like an 18th of who I am, so there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. You gotta do a follow-up episode once you pop off. Once you, you know? I'm with it. No, I'm with it. I'll come back motherfucking next week. We'll have your record yeah, up here. I'll come back next week. I don't give a fuck, man. I got infinite stories. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we definitely. Fuck yeah. Yeah, this was sick. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, we did shout-outs, yeah. You want to wrap it up? For sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks so much for coming out, dude. Because, like, um, I, I say this on pretty much every podcast, but sometimes, especially when you see people who are doing really cool shit and doing awesome performances and whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, you really do love their music, it's kind of hard to, like, reach out and be yeah. like, hey, you want to come sit with the two, uh, two yeah. brothers just in our bedroom or whatever? You know what's funny as fuck is that I saw y'all shit you did with Nate, and I was like, do you ever shine your teeth like this up? And I was like, no, they're going to want me on there. No, and then y'all what? hit me up like Hell a month yeah. or two later, and I was like, "Oh yeah. shit, that's dope!" Tight. See, and I hope if you're listening to this, because there's a ton of we've made a we made a list when we have our meetings. We got a list of all these people that we're trying to hit yeah. up to get on here, and um, we'll get there. We got we got a bunch of people we've been trying to get on scheduling and stuff like that, but it's just the beginning, dude. It's rough, yeah. It's rough to start, but thank God it was when I was telling you about that 15 week period. I drop a video every week. Like you just gotta keep doing it for sure. Even if yeah, you yeah. get like. It doesn't matter. Like, I, you gotta, you gotta look at it from a business aspect. Like, you might get ten fucking views or plays on some shit for six months, and then one hits, and then everything that came before that hits now because everybody goes back and listens. Like, You're right? That's how podcasts are my shit. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Podcasts are my shit. So, 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 I love so, so. podcasts, I especially a day. lot of these people that we've been talking to and plan on talking to. They haven't popped off yet. So, like, but we know that Imagine they're doing they cool do. shit. Yes. So, like, we know they're doing cool shit. So we imagine a day whenever these dudes are taken off 
they're gonna look back on this yeah. and be like, "This is the conversation." Whenever he was still and coming not, up, but you gotta also think. You gotta look at the other side. You gotta like, y'all might pop off. <laughs> you might pop everybody off that you work with. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that's that's a, that's the cool part because you never know who it's gonna be or when it's gonna be. But when it does happen, everybody who's involved gets where the fuck they want to be. Fuck yeah. That's true, so, dude. We're in this you're a smart guy, bro. Hell yeah. Fun, man. I got a high-ass IQ, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I scored perfect on my fucking ACT. I didn't take the SAT because they told us to take the ACT. It was trash. Oh, SAT is trash. Yeah. I, I scored. I'm, I'm a smart-ass nigga. Like, I got serial killer IQ. It's retarded. That's sick. Yeah. So does he. I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I'm not a serial killer. I promise I'm not. Did you take that test? Did you take the ACT? I didn't score that. I got, like, pretty, like... Like slightly above average scores on the SAT and ACT. This dude was smart though. He's loyal. Yeah. He's he's humble, but he, oh, he graduated you, you with get like the same shit as me. Like crazy. The, you never apply yourself. <laughs> I I applied it. <laughs> see, he's always saying you're so smart. You just don't apply yourself. And see, that's the thing is like like people think like whenever you're super smart like that and get all these good grades, especially on a college interest exam like that, mm-hmm. then you should like got, you gotta go to college. You gotta get your Fuck degree. No. But like bro, I had a scholarship for football and I turned it down. See? Like, I don't want to play football Because you got your They don't want to go to college. Yeah. Like, I don't need college for what I'm doing. Like, they don't they don't teach what I'm doing in college. Yeah, like, sure. I, they don't teach anything I want to know in college. Like, even in, in high school, they don't teach us shit. They don't teach us how to bounce a checkbook. They don't teach us how to get rid of credit card debt. They don't teach us how to properly manage our money. They don't teach us any of that shit on purpose because they want us to be in the system, man. They want us to be... Schools are set up like prisons. They're set up exactly the same. If you look at the floor, like the, the groundwork for a prison and the groundwork for the school, same thing. Long hallways. You got the principals, the warden, all the fucking teachers and the correctional officers. Like, it's it's set up still to get people to work in factories. Like it's still set up that yeah. way. So when you get out of high school, you do one of two things. You go to college and then you get a job where you're not making as much money as you should be. Or you go to fucking prison because you decide to do it the other way. So it's like everything's set up for you to fail. You just got to look at it from a different angle. And that's what I did. I could have went to college basically for fucking free. Like Drew went to college and learned what he needed to learn at that time. Yeah. There was nothing I would I wanted to learn at that college. And that's how it should college. be looked at. That's how yeah. college, it should be looked at as a it's tool for your knowledge. To yeah, be, yeah, it's not for everyone. And you use those smart, because you are an intelligent guy, you use those that that talent and those that mm-hmm. that intelligence that you you have and you're applying it to your oh, path and where, where you're going and that's yeah. how that's how it should be that's i learned a lot from a lot of different people and i taught myself a lot i tell a lot of niggas about ancient egypt all day well i ain't gonna tell you about calculus <laughs> i ace calc though but i hate it <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, we got to do another episode because it's not like you got stories for days. We'll do it. We'll do a part two. I'm with it. Hell yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, this has been the Sling episode. Like I said, he's already got a bunch of dope music you can listen to. Uh, He does shows all around Southwest Florida. Me and Danny are going to be out there one of these days. Hell yeah, dude. And it's just the beginning. He's got lots of stuff to come. So definitely Mm -hmm. check him out. Check out all these people we've been talking about because Southwest Florida. It's going to be popping off. This yeah. is a really cool place to be. Thank you for having me in the first place. Oh, yeah. Man. And actually, uh, I, like, you see the art on the walls and shit. I actually, I do a lot of anime stuff. I, I'm gonna, I got something for you. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So after that, <laughs> shit. free art. <laughs> I just got two pieces of free art last weekend. One at the show on Friday, one at the show on Saturday. I was trying to be yeah. there. I I, I got I invited to be a vendor there, but I, I couldn't make it because of work. But because I'll pay for art, but I love free art. For sure, I'll show you what I got and I'll see if you dig anything. <laughs> and there's gonna be something wrong. Guarantee it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This is just the beginning, and we really do appreciate everyone who's uh, been here since we're just starting out and getting things rolling. So. Thanks so much for listening, and hit him with that outro, Biscuit.